When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What uh, you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lindsay, what do you got? All right, guys. So what you need to know today is that the FTC is warning consumers of a trick used by scammers who attempt to steal sensitive information by using a technique known as the Google Voice Verification Scam. So be careful if this happens to you because what happens is the scammers target people who post items for sale on like Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace, and then the scammer will text the victim with a Google Voice Verification Code and ask for it. Then they use that code to create a Google Voice number linked to your phone, and they have all your sensitive information, your credit cards, and all that stuff that you don't want them to have. So, just a PSA to everyone out there. If something like this happens to you, don't fall for it. Be very careful of those scammers. Oh, man, there's so many kinds of scams now with your phone. I always tell my mom, who's 82 years old, I said, don't answer the phone. Like, unless it's someone that is programmed into your phone, let them leave a voicemail. You know what I'm saying? And even then, just because they leave a voicemail doesn't mean anything because there's a lot of these scammers now that leave voicemails too. And they sound legitimate, man. I don't think there's any question about that. It is kind of scary though because, like, does anybody here use their credit cards on their phone? Yeah, I used to, but what happened Never. to me, well, I got, yeah, that ha- I, I swear I get hacked all the time and I get scammed all the time and I don't save my credit cards anywhere anymore. Like, somebody literally... Hacked into my AT&T, my phone account, and used my saved credit card that I used for my auto payment to buy an iPhone. So ever since that happened, I don't save them anywhere. Wow. I know. My girlfriend, you know, she's a CPA, and she's all into anything electronic, no paper, no paper checks, no, no invoices in the mail. Everything should be electronic. And she's like, why do you not have your credit cards on your phone? I'm like, because I don't want them on my phone. Yeah. It's like, well, but if you go someplace and you chose not to bring your wallet, if you have your phone, you can pay for things with your phone. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, the only one I have attached to my phone is my Apple Card. And it's super easy to get like your money back and fraudulent stuff taken care of because everything pops up on your phone. Um, so like that's the only one. And honestly, that's just the thing I use the most anyway. But uh, that, But that's the only one. All the other ones are not attached to my phone. No, absolutely not. Sounds like a big mess. You know, getting hacked or having your identity stolen sounds like a freaking nightmare, like a disaster. Yeah. Like, George, oh, I, think it's, I think it's a big deal right now what I'm going through. You know, I told you about the leak in my house. Yeah. And tomorrow the movers are coming to pack up my house to get me out of here. Yeah. I got to go rent. So how long before your house, street? you know, that had the crazy like leak and the, the house was, uh, what did they call it? Settling, right? Yeah. Um, right. yeah. Well, how long before you can actually get back in your house? I'm told that it could be six weeks or more likely six months. What? Quite a range. Yeah. Well, the the reason I was told this, here's what I was told by the the contractors. It was like, okay, look, pre-COVID, this is a six-week job, no problem. We come in, we tear out the floor, we dry it all out. You know, then we come in with new materials and we have a bunch of guys come in and they do all the labor. Well, now it's like supply chain. Everybody's talking about the supply chain. You know, they're like, well, we don't know if the floors are going to be here. And once we get the flooring, we don't know if we're going to have people to actually install the flooring. 
They're like, you need to plan for six weeks minimum, six months more likely. And in talking to my insurance company, George, I've got 24 months that they would pay for me to be out of the house. But they're like, we hope it doesn't get to 24 months. I'm like, yeah, me too, Jack. I don't want to be out of here for 24 months. Bro, that's a disaster. Crazy. I know. That's crazy. And then trying to deal with the insurance company, I would imagine, can't be easy either. So, uh, Anyway, don't fall for scams. That yeah. is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. The moral Good times, story. less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, I want to get to the Lakers here in a second, but let's do, um, let's do the Chargers first. Chargers, Patriots. Chargers need to win this game. And mm-hmm. need to because the Patriots are vulnerable, although they're playing well, like in the sense of they're playing tough. Like their defense has played well. Belichick is still clearly, you know, doing it with smoke and mirrors and a rookie quarterback. Now the rookie quarterback is playing well, but this Chargers team is clearly more talented than them. They just got obliterated by them last year. And historically, the Patriots have just owned their ass. So, like, if you're the Chargers, this is a game you have to win. Yes? Yeah, I would agree. Um, but I will say this, that if you think going to a game at SoFi Stadium where the opposing team's fans are going to take over, like, for example, a few weeks ago, when I went to the Chargers-Browns game, I thought, okay, you know what? This is probably a 50-50 crowd. There's probably half Browns fans, and there's probably half Charger fans. But when the Raiders took on the Chargers in SoFi Stadium, you're like, okay, that's all Raider fans. When the Cowboys were here, that was all Cowboys fans. I can tell you this, that there are a ton of people from Boston who now live in L.A. There are thousands and thousands of Patriots fans in L.A., and I know the way Patriot fans are. They are loud. They are obnoxious. They are supportive. They are... Listen, if you've ever been to the Boston airport, when you leave and you go through security, they remind you, you're in Boston. Here's our championships. The Bruins, the Celtics, Mm -hmm. the Patriots, etc. They will take over this stadium on Sunday. So not only do the Chargers have to battle against Bill Belichick and this young quarterback, and remember, last year... The Patriots annihilated the Chargers 45-0. to zero. Yes. Chargers are coming off a devastating beatdown by the Baltimore Ravens. They're coming off a bye week, and then they're going to be theoretically at home in front of all these Patriot fans at SoFi Stadium. Yeah, this is one of these games where if you're the Chargers, you're like, we got to get this thing done. We got to win this game. Yeah, and again, you're better than them. You need to beat the teams in the NFL you're better than. It's kind of that simple. I would say it's very fair to assume that the Chargers are a much better football team than the Patriots. However, the Patriots are in this spot right now, George, where they're three and four, and their season has a lot of life left in it. You know, I think everybody looks at the Buffalo Bills in that division, and they say, okay, well, the Bills are the class of the AFC East now. But remember, the Bills are only four and two, and the Patriots are one game back at three and four. So if the Patriots are going to improve as the season goes on, as the Buccaneers did last year, um, this is the kind of game where you travel cross-country, you play in front of all your fans, you beat a team that you crushed a year ago, and rookie quarterback is no excuse because you're going against a second-year quarterback and a first-year head coach. I don't think this is any gimme at all for the Chargers. In fact, I think it'll be a really close game. Yeah, I, I'm curious because I, I don't know if it'll be a close game. I mean, it, if I had to guess, it would be because just Belichick, right? Like, I think that that they're going to play the game their way and try to control the tempo 
and that could be bad for the Chargers. Now, look, if this thing becomes like a shootout, forget it. The Chargers are going to win, like because Mac Jones isn't that good, like yet. <laughs> but if so, it becomes, but if it's a chess match, right? If it's if it's a chess match between Belichick and Staley, who would you be betting on? I'd still bet on Staley because I think they're just talent wins out in the end. But it will be close. I would agree with that if that were the case. Well, we'll have our picks against the spread a little bit later on. I'll be curious to hear yeah. who you pick in this game. I, I will tell you in at well actually like 10 minutes from now so anyhow uh lakers what the lakers should actually be worried about let's talk about some things here i think that there's a lot going on with this team we've talked about the defense we've talked about russell westbrook we've talked about lebron's health all those things are things that they should be worried about but even if we want to dive into some of the minutiae scott i'd even say things like this deandre jordan situation who look i love him he came on the show he was great um, but should he be the guy getting those first, you know, like those starters minutes, those 12 minutes? Like, I don't know. I, I, I mean, he couldn't get on the floor in Brooklyn last year. You know what I mean? Like, while I have my issues with Dwight, I would have just, I just would start Dwight. Like, I feel like there's too many veterans on this guy, on, uh, excuse me, on this team that Frank Vogel has to kind of like try to. I don't want to say cater to, but he, he doesn't want to lose them five games into the season. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, because yeah. that's part of this, Scott. Like, you got to get buy-in from these guys. And Frank, to his credit, in the two seasons he's been with the Lakers, has gotten buy-in from the guys early on. And that's always been the key. But this is a different kind of group than the ones he's had in the past. Yeah, I, I thought when DeAndre Jordan was signed by the Lakers and he came on the show and he told us that he could do 50 push-ups, which I'd still like to see, by the way, because now yeah, that I could only do 43, yeah. and you got to, what, 48? 49. Yeah. Oh, really? I'd like, to yeah. see, uh, I'd like to see what DeAndre can do. But I, I just made the assumption that DeAndre Jordan was nothing other than a big body to fill up a couple of minutes here and yeah. there. Break glass in case of emergency. I had no idea he would be part of the starting lineup. And, you know, listen, I, I read through a lot of, of what NBA analysts have to say about this, and many of them say he is no longer, at this stage of his career, a legitimate NBA player, let alone a starter for the Lakers. So I'm, I'm surprised that he's starting and he's getting those minutes. And I think you're right on. I think that there's there's such a collection of personalities and, yes, I'm going to say it, egos, that starting is somewhat important to certain guys, like Russell Westbrook, for example. But I hear other NBA analysts suggesting that Russell shouldn't start. He should actually come in with the second unit, let him energize when you're giving LeBron a break, in theory. But, no, no, you can't do that because, you know, he wants to be a starter. You got to manage egos. Well, I could see him more, uh, you know. But DeAndre Jordan, I mean, listen, man, he wasn't even playing with Brooklyn last year. Well, then, yeah. how is it that he is starting with the Lakers? How is that possible? Um, it, it's that. It's hey, we want to give him a shot and see. It. And again, I understand that the twenty games, and we've talked about this a lot, are you know you're, you're experimenting in these first twenty games. I'm a, fully aware of that, but I don't know, man. Like this schedule starts to get a lot tougher in about a week. So, you know, if you're going to experiment, you better make sure you're experimenting while winning um, these next four games here at home against bad teams. Yeah, and by the way, hey, DeAndre, if you're driving to the arena right now, if you're driving to Staples Center. No, he's definitely Center, there by now. Well, yeah, well, if you've got the radio on yeah. on your phone yeah. in the training room. Doubtful. Bro, this, yeah. well, definitely not. 
Well, come on, guys. I mean, work with me here a little I'm bit. I'm just right? saying. I mean, we're being real here. Yeah, I understand. Doubtful, yeah. But, uh, but I'm tell- dude, this isn't a, a beat-up job on DeAndre. The, the fact of the matter is he's sort of invisible. You know, I mean, we've been talking about Russell Westbrook over the last couple of days. We've been talking about Anthony Davis. We've been talking about LeBron, who's not in, all the injured guys. I mean, DeAndre's kind of invisible, and yet he gets ripped nationally for the minutes that he takes up. I, I don't. I would love to talk to Frank Vogel and just ask a very simple question. Why do you choose to start DeAndre Jordan? Simple question. Explain it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure... I'm sure that will get asked if it hasn't gotten asked at some point, right? I just think five games to the season, like if you're the media covering the team, you're also kind of trying to ease into it and don't want to like be disrespectful after five games. Um, but on talk radio, we're, I don't think we're being disrespectful. I think we're just questioning it out loud, right? Um, and, and look, I don't think what we see now is the team we'll see on a number of fronts down the road. Like I think there'll be rotation differences. Clearly guys will be healthy. And also I think there will be deals. I don't think every guy on this roster is going to make it the whole season. Like it's rare that that happens anyway, but I I just think that this particular roster is going to need some fine tuning at the deadline. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Full-size candy bars are always fun. That's the house you always want to go to. But how many do you need if you're going to give out full-size candy bars? I mean, you need, like, hundreds. Right, so... Depends on your... Well, it depends on your neighborhood, for sure. It depends on your neighborhood. But how do you... What do you do? Do you, like, do you go to the grocery store? You go to the checkout line and you buy every candy bar that's there? How do you do well, you that? You go to, like, uh, like Costco or something. Yeah, you know? or buy them on Amazon. You buy, like, the, you know, the big pack. Smart yeah. and final is the way to go. There you go. Oh, smart, really? and final. smart and final. But not do do a lot of people do that? Obviously, I haven't been trick-or-treating in years, and I live in an apartment. So my mom said that like she gets maybe like 10, 15 trick-or-treaters when she used to get hundreds of them. She said the yes. last few years, no one goes. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's not as many as it used to. I think a lot of kids are doing that trunk-or-treat stuff that I was telling you my kids are doing. So I don't, I don't think I agree philosophically with the full-size candy bar. I think Of course you don't. Why wouldn't you? Um, I just feel like Halloween, what you do is when people come to your house and they're trick or treating, you got all kinds of like varieties of the, the smaller size candy bars. So you got little almond joys, you got little mounds, you got one peanut butter cup. Ew, nobody you, gives out almond joys. No one wants that. Yeah. Oh my God. You my father-in-law so loves wrong. almond joy. Yeah. My mom does. Yeah. I think it's gross. my favorite of all the candy bars. Yeah. Oh, you are. Do you like Good and Plenty too, and Black Licorice? Apps. First of all, Black Licorice, the worst thing ever. Okay. Ever. I hate it. Okay. I will never eat Black Licorice. Never. And as far as what was the other candy you just said? Good and Plenty, which is horrible. Black Licorice. Yeah. No, no go for me on that as well. Um, but candy corn, I'm all in on. I know you guys hate candy corn. I love candy corn. It's gross. I'm sorry. But I don't think the full size candy bar. I've, I don't feel like you're supposed to give out a full size candy bar. I feel like I you're mean, supposed why, to give out I, a little bite size. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think that. I think that that became in 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 fashion because of just like 
the bulk of people that were coming to your houses, right? And it's also just easier to grab a handful and just throw at it, throw different things at them. So from a variety standpoint, but I think you know, his, I would say most people would prefer the full size stuff. I always thought that people kind of like set aside, like, oh, I'm going to buy a pack of the full-size candy bars and set them aside for my favorite kids in the neighborhood because that's how it was uh, for me. Like sure, my, that's uh, possible too. Yeah, yeah. My grandma would do that and then Lou Groza lived right in my grandma's neighborhood and he he gave out full-size candy bars. I don't know if he did for everyone, but he did for my family. Listen, Lou Groza's a good man. They got an award named after him, the Lou Groza Award for the top <laughs> college kicker in, in, in all of college football. I'm a, yes. I'm a Lou Groza fan. Now that I know that he gives out full-size Snicker bars, well, he's I have to go now, buy and visit. So He's no longer well, maybe, around. He died a while maybe, ago. Maybe Lou Groza Jr. gives out full-size Snicker bars. But you see, I always think of the candy, though, that you buy them in a bag, and you got like 100 candy bars in there. Are there bags of full-size candy bars? They have packs, like bulk packs. Yeah, yeah. we just told you. Yeah. Smart and Final, Costco, Amazon, they got places for that stuff. Literally just talked about this. No, I hear you guys, but what I'm saying is... is I that mean, are you, though? Like I am, but when I, if I go to Vaughn's, and I buy a, a bag of candy bars, and there's Crunch Bars and Mr. Good Bar and Hershey and all those things. They're little. I don't think they sell bags of giant We just bars. told you, bro, where to find them. They're not like necessarily Halloween candy, but they do sell large, full-size, and king-size candy bars. It just might be in a different section of the store. Yes. I'm telling you guys that I have a very different philosophy when it comes to halloween <laughs> well clearly you do that's fine but we're just you're telling the house you. we're avoiding that's yeah. for sure <laughs> you avoid yeah, pennies and toothbrushes well no you remember back in the old days though when people would give out an apple no no i, I don't i that. never actually got an apple never. i was always yeah. like hearsay did that actually happen to you i think people gave out apples back in the day the yeah. only bad thing like besides pennies and then the orthodontist in my neighborhood gave away toothbrushes the only like really weird thing was uh like those caramel popcorn balls like, I don't want that. No, thanks. Yeah, yeah that's crap. Uh, all right, tra- Taylor, find me some NFL music so we do our picks against the spread as uh, we have literally told Kaplan, uh, including you, um, where we can find full-size candy bars that he can buy. In Pony up, Cap. Bulk, basically. Yeah, let's How go, bro. Here? I yeah. mean, I know you got to pay for a new house and all that stuff or whatever you got going on, but you can pony <laughs> up the... Maybe my insurance will pay for full-size candy bars for trick-or-treaters. Yeah, it off. There you go. There you go. All right, our picks against the spread. Lindsay, where are we on the uh, on the uh, the tally, standings. the standings? Well, I had a terrible week. Me yeah. going against you guys in a, a few instances uh, turned out to burn me. So I only got three points. So I have 26. I'm in last place. Uh, then in second place with eight points last week was Sedano. Sedano, you had a, a decent week, but Cap, he, he trumped us all. He only got one game wrong. That was the Rams game. So he scored 11. So Cap has 36, Sedano has 33, and I have 26. Okay, fair enough. So we're still close here. I mean, it was still a striking distance though, Lindsay. One bad week by us, oh, yeah. and you're back in this. My Browns will just, you so, know, so, I got it. It's a one-score game. It's a, it's right, a field so goal game right now. L- let's roll through these fast because we've got we got to get to Radio Tinder here. Um, Rams, 14.5-point favorites at the Texans. Look, that's a lot of points. I know the Texans are basically mailing it in. So I'm going to say the Rams, um, but, you know, I'm afraid of backdoor covers and things like that. Like, I'm going to say Rams, but that's only my two. So I last week took the Rams to cover the 16 against the Lions. Correct. Didn't happen. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love the game, 
but I think that the Rams coming into this game, they're not going to have Andrew Whitworth. Yeah. They're not going to have their defensive lineman, Joseph Day. Um, they're not going to play Deshaun Jackson. I mean, he's going to get traded right. or cut. Right, right. Jalen Ramsey's missed time this week. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to take Houston to cover the 14 and a half, and that's my five. Okay. Um, wow. I'm wow. going to try and score big here. I think the Rams win easily, but actually it's a 13-point game, a 14-point game. I think Houston covers the 14 and a half. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to stick with Sedano on this one and say Rams, and it's number two for me. Okay, fair enough. Uh, let's move on to the next game as we got to go through these quickly. Chargers, four-point favorites against the Patriots. I like the Chargers in this one because I feel like it's a must-win situation in the sense of, like, if you want to establish yourself as a good team, this is a good barometer for you, uh, especially a team you struggle against. But I'm going to only make that my one. Chargers minus four, that's my one. I'm going to take the Patriots to cover the four. Shocker. I think it's a three-point game one way or the other. I just don't think that the Chargers coming off a bye and coming off a bad loss against Baltimore and the Patriots are all of a sudden starting to come on. I've got the Patriots to cover the four points, and that's my four. Uh, I'm going to go Chargers. Uh, I'm going to go number three. All right. Okay. All right. Next, we've got the Browns. Lindsey's Browns, four-point favorites against the Steelers. Now, look, I know Case Keenum and Stefanski have a uh, relationship, and it looks like Chubb may be coming back. But I feel like there's been a lot of people doubting the Steelers lately. And it feels like – and deservedly so, they're not that good. They're a middling team. Ben Roethlisberger's a statue back there, and his arm is shot. However, this is a rivalry game. Um and I just feel like four points is a lot in a rivalry game. So I'm going to take the Steelers, and that's my four. So I'm also going to take the Steelers here. Um, I don't know if Baker Mayfield is coming back. There's been a lot of talk that he wants to try and get back for this game. I think it's a terrible idea by Baker Mayfield if he's not 100%. I'll take 100% of Case Keenum over 75% of Baker Mayfield any day. I'm going to take the Steelers at home to cover, and that is my number one. I'm not sure but I like the Steelers, so I'm going to play it as my number one. Oh Well, four points was not a lot in the rivalry game both times that the Browns, you know, kicked their butts last year. So I'm going to go Browns, and I'm going to go five. I think Baker Mayfield's going to start, but I think he's he won't get past, like, the first quarter. Okay, fair enough. Cowboys-Vikings. Um, look, Cowboys' Dak is dinged up. The Vikings have are better than their 3-3 three and three record. Like, they are. Um, this is a team that lost two heartbreakers to begin the season. It's a two-and-a-half-point spread. Vikings are two-and-a-half-point home favorites. I don't think they're getting enough respect at home. I'm going to take the Vikings, and that's my five. Did you say that the Vikings were home favorites? I'm sorry. Yes, I should have I should have said that they, they are favorites at home is what I meant to say. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because I had it. What would you say? You have the, the line is two-and-a-half for the Vikings? I do. Okay. I'm going to take the Vikings here also because they're unpredictable. And you mentioned Dak Prescott has an ankle injury. He's questionable. Even if he starts, how good will he be? Again, you don't know which Vikings team is going to show up. They could very easily win this game. I've got the Vikings. It's my number three. Uh, I'm going to go Cowboys just to be different on this one. And I'm going to go one. How'd that work out for you last week? You know, it didn't. That's why I'm using number one, okay? All right, I have enough. a little bit of reason. All right, Bucks at the Saints. Um... Look, I know Jameis hasn't thrown a pick in a couple of games, but I feel like the Bucks are, you know, they're in a different level, even though the Saints defense is legit, like arguably the best in the league good. Um, I, I, I think it'll be a close game, 
but I think the Bucks will will just overpower them. Like I feel like this Jameis not having a turnover thing in four games comes to an end. Um, I'm going to say Bucks, and that's my three. I've got the Bucks as well. Bucks is a two is my play here. But um, I think, listen, I'm going to take Tom Brady pretty much every single week. And um, I can respect what Jameis Winston and the Saints did last week. An indoor team goes to an outdoor facility, plays through the rain, and wins on the road. However, in this instance, I'm taking Tampa Bay. That's my number two. I'm taking the Bucks, and I'm using my four because that's the only one I've left. Ooh, well, there you go. Not bad to be using it on them, though. All right, that is uh, Picks Against the Spread each and every week. Normally 6.15, did it at 5.15 this week because we're only a two-hour show today. Uh, Lakers, Cavs coming up in a little bit. But next is Radio Tinder, everybody's favorite segment. We'll do that in two and a half minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Lynn's let it rip. All right, guys. So NFL commissioner Roger Goodell was paid nearly $128 million over the last two years. The earnings were a combination of salary bonuses and other benefits the New York Times reported earlier today. So, yes, Goodell actually got paid more money in the past two years than any player in the league, including Patrick Mahomes. Not only did he make $20 million more than Mahomes, but he is one of the highest paid executives in the country. He even makes more than the CEO of Netflix, who made $43 million last year. Do you guys think that the commish deserves to make something around $64 million in a year? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano. Um, listen, I, I'm a firm believer that you are paid whatever people deem your worth is. Um, I'm not a hater in that regard. You make as much money as you can make. Um, it's a sweet gig. I don't think there's any doubt. Um, but he does have to be the punching bag for 32 other dudes who are probably huge pains in the rear. (laughs) I'm going to swipe right here also and just say, look, as much as I am turned off by Roger Goodell and believe me, he is a turnoff. He stands up there. It's like things are the bullets are flying at him, and they're just they're just sliding right off of him. He's got that smug attitude. I'm richer than you. I'm more powerful than you. I can get away with anything I want to, and you're not ever going to see those emails. However, you're talking about a, a a league and a business that generates billions and billions and billions of dollars. So, as the person who runs that organization. He's making money based on what he's bringing to the company. So as much as I know people say, well, he's making so much more than the top player, so what? He's the guy running the whole deal. Uh, based on what I believe, he, he, his lack of competence has been in various issues. I don't think he, he deserves to make that much money, but it's not my money, so whatever. Yeah, it's the collective of those 32 dudes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay. What's next? All right. Lauren Michaels, the creator and producer of Saturday Night Live, recently did an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, and he revealed who he thinks the top cast member is in the show's 47-season history. This is fascinating. Any guesses of what he said? Eddie Murphy? Nope. 
Steve Martin? Nope. Martin Short? Nope. One more guess. Norm Billy McDonald. Crystal? It was Will Ferrell. Oh. oh, wow. Yeah, he said he never likes to rank cast members, but Will is definitely the top, or at least in the top two or three, that have ever done the show. There's no question. So do you guys agree with Lauren Michaels that at least that Will Ferrell, let's say he's in the top three members of all time on SNL? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap. I'm going to swipe left. And You're crazy. It, you know, well, here's the thing. I love Will Ferrell. I love the guy. I adore him, not only as an actor, but as a real person in real life, he's a great, great guy. Oh, you know him? I do. Not like really well, but I know him. Um, but I and, and so I know him through an organization called the Challenge Athletes Foundation. We've done a couple of triathlon type things together. So I've gotten a chance to know him a few times, been on my show a few times, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Great guy. But I just said to you, Eddie Murphy, Billy Crystal, Martin Short, you know, Steve Martin, it, Will didn't come to mind as like my top guy. And he was great and versatile, could do anything on SNL. And he's had an incredible movie career. But I didn't put him in like my top two, three right away. So I have to swipe left because his name didn't pop out of my mouth right away. Uh, I, I'm a, yeah, I'm swiping left too. I, I would have gone with Eddie Murphy. Like Eddie Murphy to me is the most iconic person to ever go through Saturday Night Live. And if you ask the other cast members, they would vote for Eddie, it seems like, based on what guys have said in the, and ladies have said in the past. Has so. he? Would he be at least in your top three, Sedano? Maybe, maybe. You know, he's top five. You know, maybe. You know, I don't know. Like, I'd have to think about that. Like, I'd have to really just see a list of car- of of cast members. He had one of the funniest auditions. I forget where I saw it, but I saw his audition tape where he did this bit where he was pretending to be a cat. You know how cats like play with the cat toys where he like tosses it up in the air to himself. It's yeah. so it sounds so stupid. He didn't even say a word, but it was really, really funny. Him trying to. No, like, he's very funny. He's great. Like, I don't I think there's him. any question. He's he's definitely one of the greatest characters. I just don't know where I would rank him, but I definitely wouldn't rank him number one. You know, okay. I'll tell you guys Fair real enough. quick. I, I had a chance to play golf with Will Ferrell this several wait, years ago. Wait, wait, do you want to pick that up? No, no, this one I don't need to pick up because I've already name dropped that. Mm-hmm. I said I, I had mm-hmm. I knew him a little bit. I played golf with Will Ferrell, 18 holes. We get to the first tee. He goes like this. He goes, hey, I'm just letting everybody know right now I'm not funny. He's like, I'm an actor. I'm not a comedian. Don't expect me to stand here and entertain everybody all day. And he wasn't lying. He, <laughs> it's, not like, you know, it's not like he had us in stitches all afternoon, hardly. I mean, it was a fun round of golf. But um, he cautioned us from the very beginning. I'm not funny. Yet you put him on stage, you put him in a movie, the guy's great. Yeah. Well, there, Kevin Hart, uh, they said that he talked about that today, like that he is an actor now, not just a comedian. You know what I mean? So, um, and he was actually a stand up comedian, whereas Will Ferrell was not. Um, all right. What's, uh, what's next, Linz? All right. Uh, speaking of Will Ferrell, the film Elf quickly became a modern Christmas classic, and it kind of cemented Will Ferrell as one of those major box office draws. Uh, there was even a sequel written for the movie, and Ferrell had a. $29 million offer to reprise his role as Buddy the Elf, but don't expect to ever see it because Farrell said he wouldn't do it. He did not like the premise. He told The Hollywood Reporter, I would have had to promote the movie from an honest place, which would have been like, oh no, it's not good. I just couldn't th- turn down that much money. <laughs> and I guess I thought, can I actually say those words? I don't think I can, so I guess I can't do the movie. Do you wish that they made a sequel to Elf? Swipe left or swipe right, Sinano? Swipe left. Yeah, I don't Oh, no. I love I'm Elf. I'm good with just one. Like, it's okay to just do one. We don't have to keep going to the well on some of these movies. Like, I'm okay with I that. I would have liked it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm also swiping left. Listen, if it's such a Christmas classic, then every year you can watch it. You don't need a continuation or an extension of it. I love Will Ferrell. I think he's great. I think he made the right choice. And imagine this. Imagine being so rich that you could turn down a $29 million payday. Thank you. I really think Elf 1 was great. I don't like the script of Elf 2. $29 million, Not doing it. Thanks anyway. That's Must be rich. nice. Must be nice. Mm-hmm. MBN. One more, Linz. All right. Uh, the Amazon truck driver who went viral after a woman was seen sneaking out of his truck is now out of a job. So earlier this week, for anyone who doesn't know, a video from Florida showed a woman climbing out of the back of an Amazon truck in the middle of the day. Uh, Amazon released a statement about this situation and said, This does not reflect the high standards we have for our delivery service partners and their drivers. Allowing unauthorized passengers to enter delivery vehicles is a violation of policy and the driver is no longer delivering packages to Amazon customers. So do you guys think that this guy should have been fired for having some company with him in the back of his Amazon delivery truck? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I'm going to swipe right that he should be fired. But it sounds like he's still delivering packages to at least one Amazon. Oh, geez. Subscriber. Yeah. Mm, no. Yeah. No. Thank you. Thank you, Taylor. Appreciate that. Way to be on it, man. Um, look, I don't need my Amazon guy showing up at my front door when he didn't wash his hands after he just got doing, doing, doing his business in the Amazon truck. Ugh. Ugh. Fire that guy. Although I respect, you know, what he did. Yeah, I mean, you got to Just no, no. Yeah, you got to fire I can respect it. This is the reality of it. You just got to fire the guy. You know? You do. You just got to fire him. All right, that's it. We're done. Who had the video of that? Oh, that was all over the place. No, I know, but like who shot that video? It was like, oh my God, the van is shaking. It looked like it was somebody's like uh, doorbell cam. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Again? I know why. I mean, it's not like he ran out of material. We sent him plenty. I mean, jeez, dude. Like, well, he just said to me by text message, he's like, what the hell is wrong with you? I mean, he says that every day, though. I know, but he... But we he, all do. <laughs> I know, but he... There was... Lindsay's talking about the, uh, the, the delivery driver from Amazon, and she says he's no longer going to be delivering packages to folks who buy from Amazon. And I said, sounds like he's delivering a package to somebody who's using Amazon. And <laughs> Morales immediately, I mean immediately, hits me with a text and goes, what is wrong with you? What is your major malfunction? Just my brain works in a way that is slightly slower than my mouth. That is kind of the problem. Well, I mean, yeah, we've clearly learned that. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I can just laugh. That's it. Hey, this segment of Sedano and Cap is being brought to us by Coors Light. Keeping Southern California chill. Enjoy a nice cold Coors Light this weekend, George Sedano. All right. I will. I'll do that.
um, amongst many other beverages, I would imagine as well. There'll be some beverages going on this weekend. Because here's the thing. When I t- if I take the kids, if I do take the kids for whatever reason on Sunday, I would imagine there has to be, like, there's got to be like a flask situation. Yeah, I think that's or, probably a good move. Or, or even like just, you know, some wine in, in a cup. Why not? If Le- LeBron did it once at Staples Center, you know, why the hell can't I do a trick-or-treating? Mm-hmm. Enjoy yourself. Have fun. That's, you know, what I always did when I was married and my kids were younger, we would have these block parties. And every house, the adults would have, like, some concoction that they made for every for, so the kids could trick-or-treat and the adults could cruise by and try a different beverage at each place. Mm-hmm. So that was those were fun days. Yeah. But now, now I'm like I'm not an empty nester, but my kids are old enough that they don't want anything to do with me. Plus, they hate my eating and chewing and, yes. and breathing. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so now I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like I'm like an adult Halloweener now. You just called yourself a Halloweener. <laughs> yeah. Or I should have called myself a Halloweenie. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> like what do you call an adult Halloween celebrator? <laughs> yes, just someone who. Halloween. You know, I don't know. I just make just go with Halloween. Yeah. What the hell? Why not? Uh, real quick, uh, Linz, you've got this uh, Super Bowl odds thing and, uh, you know, NFL playoff field thing, like this projected field. What do we got here? What is this thing? Okay. You want to start AFC or NFC? Uh, let's go NFC. Okay. So uh, right now, the two, the two seed would be Tampa Bay Bucks at plus 500 against the Minnesota Vikings at plus 7,500. Uh, then the next bracket would be the Saints at plus 4,000 against the number three seed, the Packers, at plus 1,100. And then you got the Rams, they're the five, at plus 750, and the Cowboys at plus 900, they're the four. And then the Cardinals would have the bye, they're plus 800. Yeah, well, that's that's today. I mean, I don't know what you guys thought about the Cardinals last night. I was really impressed with Green Bay. They're missing their top receivers, their defensive coordinators out with COVID, and, yeah, on the other hand, you had Arizona that didn't have J.J. Watt, but the way that Green Bay won the game, or many people might look at it as the way Arizona lost the game, either way, I'm starting to think that Green Bay, at least through eight weeks, we'll see what happens this weekend. I think Green Bay may be, right now, the best team in the NFC. I don't know about that. Um, I, I mean, I think they're in the conversation. I, I don't know about that. I I just feel like... Something is still missing there, you know, like defensively. I know they played well. I it, they ran and, the football and maybe like a secondary receiver. You know, they they trotted out a lot of guys like when you're depending on Randall Cobb, which they are even when Devontae's there. Like, I don't know. Like, I, that just you know what? You know what? Hey, I, I was thinking about this earlier, George. If you're Deshaun Jackson and you're trying to find a place to be traded to because you're concerned that the Rams may just let you go and you yep. might not find another job the rest of the year because you're a 34-year-old wide receiver? Yep. What if What if you could convince Green Bay to send a late-round draft choice to the Rams and get Deshaun Jackson? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I think that that's worth a shot if you're them. But I, uh, I do find it fascinating that um, Aaron Rodgers is still – like. He's still so good at this stage of his career, man. Like, that team, he trotted out a bunch of dudes who were coming off the street in some cases yesterday at wide receiver. Like, and even at tight end because he lost his best tight end and Tanya who's out for the season. Like, he's just incredible, man. I mean, what a man the, crush I have on that guy. You, oh, good. Well, your man crush for Aaron Rodgers is similar to mine for Tom Brady. Did you see the when he got knocked down and he's on the ground and his eyes are all big and lit up and his helmet's half off and the picture has gone yeah. viral everywhere? That was a hilarious picture of Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Yeah, for sure. That's like uh, us every time you talk. 
cap. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is us every time you talk. Great job, Lindsay. What is the AFC odds, Lindsay? All right, so then the AFC, we've got um, the number one seed with the bye is the Bengals, mm, and their right, odds are right plus now. four. Good for the Bengals. They're the Bengals are good, one. man. Yeah. I told you last week they're good. I think yeah. you're right. They won outright man. when I, I picked them, and they won outright. That Was my, was that my five? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, and then you've got the number two seed is the Raiders at plus 4,000 to win the Super Bowl, uh, facing off against the number seven seed Browns, woo-hoo, uh, plus 2,000 odds. And then the sixth seed is the Chargers at plus 1,400 against the number three seed Titans at plus 1,600. And then the five seed is the Ravens at plus 1,200 and the Bills four seed at plus 500. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Well, I definitely don't know that I buy the Bengals as the number one team in the AFC. I mean, they're obviously in the playoff mix, and uh, and that's I think it's really cool. I, Joe Burrow, I think, is going to be an excellent NFL quarterback. He already is a very good NFL quarterback in only his second year, and coming off a major knee injury. And I'm still not sure I'm really, really bought in on the Raiders. Although I'm rooting for the Raiders, I love the story, and and I hope that if things keep keep going well for him. I think I might be starting to really buy in on Tennessee. Now, two weeks ago, they got a lucky win against Buffalo, and last week they annihilated Kansas City. I'm thinking I'm starting to really buy in on Tennessee a little bit. I, I, yeah. Derek Henry's awesome. Their defense is good. They've got weapons for Tannehill, so in the playoff situation, I think it works. I just think that Tannehill that had that one run, Like I think he's just an average quarterback. Yeah, you know, when he was with Miami, I can remember George doing a broadcast of one of their games, and we went to production meetings, and Tannehill was, you know, he interviewed the quarterbacks in these production meetings. And I remember walking out of that meeting, and I said to whoever our analyst was back then, I was like, that guy right there, he does not have the personality to be a star quarterback in the NFL. And frankly, all these years later, I've been proven wrong. Ryan Tannehill needed to get out of Miami because Miami hasn't had a quarterback since we were kids, and Dan Marino was good. Um for whatever reason, guys go there and they can't succeed. And I think Ryan Tannehill proves that if he leaves, finds a new. Place. I mean, if he had Derrick Henry in Miami, he would have he would have had this level of success. They just... I I gotcha. It's a yeah. good point. Derrick Henry <laughs> changes <laughs> things a lot. Derrick Henry's but, awesome. But, but we can't we can't look back and go tell us from Dan Marino till today. Oh no no, the Dolphins organization is a disaster. Like you're not gonna you're you're not gonna get an argument from me. But he also had seven years there. Like let's not make it like he was there for five minutes. Um, nonetheless, um, speaking of someone who'd been here for years, Keaton Slovis has been in LA for years, and there's like there's been a regression. Like and and here's the thing, Cap. I blame it on the coaching staff, man. I know you love your boy Clay, but that staff has not developed anybody, man. Like Drake London is a beast because he's just like a physical specimen and a beast. But like there's there's a lot of bad development on this team. You I know, for you, all the coaching stuff, that's the stuff to me that sticks as much as anything. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I mean, listen, I I you, you say I love the coach and I just I just didn't think it was the right time to fire the coach and I thought that it has taken the USC program into a tailspin and one that this team, this year, it will not recover from. Had Clay Helton stayed on, I'm not telling you that they'd be a national championship contender. I'm just telling you there would have been more consistency in the program and they could have dealt with this in the offseason. I think you're right, though. I think that you know to see Slovis just a couple of years ago be considered a top overall prospect and, uh, and a guy who was going to make a whole lot of money and a guy who became attractive for one of these NIL deals, all of a sudden... 
he's not really being talked about as one of the star quarterbacks of college football or a first-round draft choice. That may all change, but man, this the, the, the USC program, it is, it is really hard to believe how far this thing has, has come crashing down to earth. It is pretty wild. I don't think there's any question. They got a chance this week. They're playing Arizona, who's 0-7, by the way. Yeah, they got to win this one for sure. Uh, By the way, happy birthday, Gabrielle Union. Um, I just love Gabrielle Union. Like, she's awesome. Um, Bring It On is uh, is one of the few movies my wife and I can watch together. Um, So, love it. Love Bring It On. Right? Isn't that a great movie? Even today, like, it'll be on. I may watch it. It's cold in here. There must be some Toros in the atmosphere. Okay, I'll shut up now. (laughs) Keep going, Linz. Yeah. All right, we're done here. Excellent work, Kaplan. Phenomenal. Phenomenal job, George Sedano. Yep, great job. Lindsey Taylor, thank you for sitting in for Lauda today. Uh, We've got Lakers basketball coming up next. Lakers, Cleveland, Sliwa, Michael, next.